Okay, so in this beautiful exploration of tefillah, um, we've, been, we've been really going on a journey of the beginning of just seeing the psukim, seeing the first prayer in the world according to Rashi, seeing the reality of how Adam's prayer is not external to what he is, but it's who he is. Adam is from the Adama. Adam comes from the Adama because we can pray for everything that comes from the Adama. He is the consciousness of the universe in order for him to be conscious of everything around that needs um, um, taken care of. He is an Adam from the word Adame, from the word Dimayon. He's the one that's able to imagine things and experience things and then think forward of how, what, what further this can experience can be. As we saw with Adam who... Uh, um, Davins for, uh, for the world. Um, and right now. Yalla, yalla. Not safe for the whole time. Oh, so sorry. I want to see you being able to leave in the middle. Okay. Yofi. So, what? No, not these pages yet. Here you go. So, what we've what, what really been exploring is that the tefillah, um, as, as we see it, it's, it's a desire that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has for us to express to the Creator what the creation desires. Right? We are of the creation, from the creation, for the creation. <coughs> That's why according to Chazal, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Nase Adam kedmutenu, He says it to, to the universe. Let's make man in our image. He'll be physical like you, spiritual like me, and he'll be the go-between, the mediator. And therefore, tefillah is not a, a something external to us, but rather it's the most natural thing. Uh, nobody needed to be taught how to daven, right? Um, in today's world, because we've structurized davening and turned it into some sort of servitude, then we have to teach people how to do, what to say, when to say, and when to bow, when not. But nobody taught him, Right? Avram was um, um, going to daven for the people of Sodom. He didn't have a teacher how to do that. It was intuitive. It was real. It was, what do you mean? Like, I'm not living here on the Judean mountains on the cusp of the Jordan Valley to see what's happening in Sodom and to turn my eye, right? If, I'm, if I have this vantage point to look at, at Sodom, then that means that it, that it matters. That means that I have to voice that. Yeah. We know Avram, he started the morning prayer, which is the first prayer, but are we saying that he's the first one that prayed? And like Noah and Adam, like they didn't pray when they were in a time of... No, the opposite. We've just seen how Adam is praying. Adam's whole essence is to pray, right? It's an, it's, it's, it's an essential thing and not an external thing. So, so let's... Uh, but it's not like they don't create prayer. They just pray. No, no, no. There's no such thing as creating prayer. Prayer is when the universe expresses itself and we are the consciousness of the universe. We are the consciousness of this creation and therefore... Our job is to express what the world wants, right? So the Gemara, famous Gemara, says in, uh, in Sanhedrin, A person needs to say, the whole world wasn't created, if not for me, right? I'm the reason the world's created. So everybody, you know, how do you understand this? So Rabbi Nachman explains it. He says, And being that it was created for me, because the world was created for me, then my job is to forever, every single second, to see what the world needs and daven for it, right? Okay, daven for the coronavirus to, to come to its end, right? For, for whatever process we need to go through in order to rid ourselves of this disease, to do so, right? So the, the person's job is to daven, is to pray. It's not, it's not necessarily a job, it's an, it's an essence of who he is. Nobody taught Adam to pray. Adam 
experience the good. He experienced the potential that water and dirt make, and he is made out of dirt and water, and therefore he expresses what great it would be if it could rain. And he prays for rain, and rain happens, and then vegetation grows. Okay? So we're on the second paragraph of this page. We're finishing up this chapter, and then hopefully we'll start another one. <coughs> Mind is speaker of creation. True prayer never comes from a rootless intellect. Estranged from life. The greater the, con- the, the connection to all, the more profound the interrogation of all aspects of himself in his experience. The more inclusive and real the prayer, the more man becomes the mind and speaker of creation. So a person is able to, because we are come from this, because Kaddish Baruch Hu desired for us to evolve for billions and billions of years from a state of chaos to a state of early uh, civilization where we were all um, first inanimate objects and just dark matter and through evolution we became uh, living living things and water creatures and then little f- flying insects and bugs and then uh, became um, um, walking uh, reptiles and then slowly evolved into mammals and then slowly evolved into humans in order for us to really be able to experience that and when I see a dog in pain it's not external to me it's internal it's internal because I understand because I, I used to be that right in a very very lower consciousness form thousands and millions of years ago. That was me. Because Baruch Hu wanted this to happen in order for me to not look at creation external. It's not that I look at the tree outside and I'm saying, well, this tree could really use some uh, water. And that's like external to me, but rather like, no, I, I used to be that. That vegetation matter before there was a, an incubator for human life or any life on the planet. Uh, it was vegetation. As the Torah states very clearly through the uh, um, vision of God in Perak Aleph of what comes first, what comes next. In order for us to realize the progression of things. Right? So, we're saying one who is aware of having emerged as a consciousness of creation, carrying the deep history with him, the voice of the universe, aware that his focus is the growth of the earth from which he has come. His prayer will, speaks, will speak earth's love to life and it's Dedication to growing all creatures expressed by man's voice and will. So if my tefillah is my narrow tefillah of me and my needs and how much I need to pay the bills or I want to get a good grade or you know, etc. Tough. That's a shopping list. It's good. But not for that. We didn't need to evolve for billions of years and go through Yitzhak Mitzrayim and everything we went through in order to ask for a Ferrari. You could have been born yesterday out of a vacuum, out of a, uh, you know, in a lab, um, um, and you would still ask for a Ferrari. There's no, there's, no, there's no need. But the need for us to really experience ourselves as the creation, and there's a lot of meditative avoda, and if we watch uh, um, our tefillah, our sitters, we're going to see, Psukit Zimra in particular. Halut Hashem kol melachav, kol tzva'av, right? Shemesh ve'yareach. Right? We're, we're bringing all of creation together to praise God because Rabbi Nachman says we can summon that. And why can we summon that? Because we are that. We are that. Right? I can be Mikadish the Levana because I have a connection to the Levana. Because I also used to be stardust of just things just blasting around. And God wanted that consciousness to come about. So my tefillah is not pinpointed to like, this is what I need right now. Right? There's a famous story that Rav Cook's niece sent him a letter saying, can you please daven for me? 
And Rav Kuk wrote back, I'm sorry, I can't daven for anybody in particular. I can only daven for Kal Am Yisrael. And when I daven for all of Am Yisrael, I have you in mind. And Rav Kuk's consciousness was such a level that like, I just can't, I can't limit my tefillah to one person. I have to daven for all of Kal Yisrael. Right? So when I'm trying to keep myself healthy, I'm trying to keep my whole body healthy. Not just my hands or my feet or my this. Right? If one side of my body is healthy and the other, that doesn't help. I need to fully be healthy. So we're seeing that man is literally the pet of creation. We're the only one that can speak. And that's why when we're created, what does Uncle say? What is our, what, what, and what does Uncle translate? The Ruach Memalala. Speaking spirit. That's what it is. We can speak. That's why God created us with this ability to speak. That's why in Judaism, speech is so profound, so important. And you can create things by saying, Parsha Truma. Right? Like, this is true. Boom! That's it. Now it's hectic. You touched it? <laughs> Done. Right? Say to my friend, that's it. Now, all of life changed just by words. Words. That's it. It's life. It's so powerful. And in Ramachim's world, even more so, that's why Ramachim is very focused that your math is the two way street. If you're not conscious of what goes in, you're also not conscious of what comes out. Right? To so be very careful what goes into your mouth, what goes into your mouth. So don't be surprised that you can't control what comes out. Too extreme. Like, like food? Yeah, like food, for sure. Yeah. Like what we eat. So from the most general kosher to also like what's healthy, what's bad, right? Added sugar, right? White sugar, white flour. Right? We just, uh, we just uh, well, it's it's a different story. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, you know, we just had this in Dafyomi where they say that it, the bracha for flour is adama, to eat flour. So Tosfo says, vadai, they, they, mean whole, they mean whole grain. Because everybody knows that there's no nutrient value at all in white flour. So we mean no reason to make a bracha on white flour. So the avad, I mean whole grain or, 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 or yeah. white flour, just Tosfo says it already. There's no, there's no bracha for it. Um, so we're the mouth. Right? We're the mouth of creation. That's why also we're the only one that's created by God's mouth. By pach be'apav nishmat chayim. Right? We are God's, we're, we're God's outbreath. God's outbreath is us. And that when we in-breath that, we become alive. And that happens through the mouth. And therefore, our ability to speak is our koach. Right? As Rashi says there, Consciousness, as we saw, and the ability to speak, the ability to enunciate that. Yeah, John. If we're talking about Tzvila, though, and a lot of it focuses on saying the words, like when we're praying, even if, like, some, often it's, Obviously, you, you should have the proper thoughts and intentions, but sometimes it's even it's, the most important thing is just saying the words and not even having that. So doesn't that kind of go against? So I, 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 I want to push back on that. I don't, I don't like that approach, where the most important thing is just saying the words. Well, for certain things. Because uh, tefillah, tefillah below kavana is like a goof below neshama, right? Yeah. So it's good that we have a body, but a body without a soul doesn't do much. So a goof tefillah without kavana is just, right? Now with Tehillim, Rabbi Nachman says very clearly, like, Tehillim, just say the words. David HaMelech poured everything needs to be in Tehillim, that all there needs for you to do is just enunciate it. I think that's actually an example of where, like, even though I try to say Tehillim every day, it's not like, there are certain Tehillim where I'm very familiar with, or like, it makes sense, and I could just go, where other others, it's harder, and then I kind of just want to look at the English and not really say it, but... That's where that comes in. 
I, I, and Tehillim it's a different it's a different realm but I think in, in Tefillah and, and this is what kind of uh, we said in the, in the intro that uh, what Rav Daniel is doing, trying to do in this book is while a lot of people who are like spiritual and connected to Tefillah don't connect to Tefillah within davening and then there are like there, there are two polar approaches one is like okay so do most of your Tefillah outside davening right like uh, how many times do I hear like yeah I just like say as much as I can fast till Shema Koleinu and then I daven and then I end like Shema Koleinu is like where like everybody davens because like I don't connect to the rest especially if I'm an English speaker, right? Um, and then there's the other approach, as John brought in, where it's like, just say the words, like, Davin, like, just say the words, like, who, like you know, you know my, my, my Yeki grandfather always says that on Yom Kippur, he says, he does tshuva um, in case he accidentally had a thought in davening to have kavana beyond just saying the words, right? Like, that's what he says Yom Kippur for. He says, for anything else, I don't need Yom Kippur, just for that. Maybe I had kavana by accident. Like, yeah, like, Yaki, like, what are you talking, like, just say the and our thing of Daniel trying to do a synthesis, right? Very much like our generation, of the generation of, of synthesis. I was saying that, no, tefillah is guided meditation. But if we have to first lay the ground, the, the, the ground of what tefillah is. And if I think tefillah is something that I do, then I'm already uh, and, 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 and making a mistake. I'm already uh, starting off uh, playing, playing soccer with, uh, with a cube, right? I have to set the, the ground right. And the ground right is tefillah is not something external to you at all. It's the most internal, natural thing. And if it doesn't feel natural, then you're doing it wrong. And that's what we're going to try to do, right? We're going to try to unteach ourselves bad habits and then allow for our natural habits to just emerge with the guiding guidance that we need. Okay, John, you want to read from, from potential to actual? Okay. Why was man of all creatures called Adam, called for the name of the earth Adama? Aren't all the other creatures also from the earth? It, it is because the ground is in potential and she brings herself to actual, actualization by growing all vegetation. Only man is like this too. Man is, cre- is the creature tasked with bringing forth life from potential to actual, like the earth itself. His driving, yearning for wholeness, completion, and perfection reflect his primal nature. He is the conscious earth devoted to realizing life itself, fulfilling the task of the earth from which he was taken, making the universe conscious, direct, directed, and filled with hope. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm, while I was reading this, I'm, I'm remembering that we did this. Uh, two weeks ago, um, but right. But as as we're seeing right now, is that this this idea of man being like man is like is like the, the earth. The earth can grow things, right? Trees and vegetation, and we grow things, like love, empathy, um, 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 happiness. All these are are ideas that we 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 concocted and came up with our minds. Animals don't have this. Animals, don't, yes, people get these studies. Yes, uh, uh, animals feel joy and happiness. Tough. It's a react chemical reaction to 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 an encounter. They don't have a disgust. They don't sit there at all the mice and being like, "I feel sad today." Like, well, yellow cheese would make you happy. You're right. Comfort food is always good. And like, no, like there is no there. It doesn't exist. But we create ideas the same way the earth creates things. We create things, right? We create things. We create social structures. We create um, um, societies, um, etc. Okay, prayer, a creation of love. We also did this, so we're just gonna pick up a little faster. John, go for this. Man became a living soul. Yeah, I'm continuing. Yeah, you're continuing. Unless you don't want to. You don't want to. Yeah, Tyler, go for it. Man became a living soul, more alive than any li- more alive than any other living being. But all this begs the question: Why make a world dependent upon man's prayer? Why is stagnant creation waiting for man to evolve? The all-powerful God can certainly make the planet grow its plants without man's contribution. The answer lies in creation's purpose: the divine desire to share being in love, to bequeath my lover's existence. Mishlei eight twenty one. Love, the passionate desire for shared life, is only possible when both partners are real, able to stand apart from one another, and commune with each other by choice. Love is only between two who recognize that their purposes, even their identities, are only able to be realized together. 
possible only by fully sharing oneself with one's beloved. That sharing is manifest in joint creativity. Husband and wife in a joint life and in child, teacher and student in discovery, friends informing each other. By making a world dependent upon man, God makes man a full partner in the process of creation. In this, he makes possible a world based on love. Okay. So, what's the idea? The idea of Kaddish Baruch Hu is Kaddish Baruch Hu wants, wants, wants a world of relationship. And if Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to do anything top-down, he's all-powerful, then we're going to feel powerless. And it's not going to be a healthy relationship. It's not going to be a relationship where there's two equals because Kaddish Baruch Hu just uh, did everything on its own. Right? But if Kaddish Baruch Hu allows for things to emerge and evolve, then there's a relationship that is given by choice. Right? When man sees that there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an ability for, to dive in for, for rain and for things to grow... Well, at that moment, he has a choice. On the one hand, he can pray for things to happen, and then the world can come into its, into its, into its potential. Or, yeah, I don't want to share the world with other stuff. Right? I'm happy all, all by myself. Right? What do I need other stuff? And anytime we're searching for relationship, any relationship that has any form of love in it, there's sacrifice that has to do with it. Right? So I'm desiring to be in a relationship, but I also know that I, I'm giving up a little bit of myself in order to join the us. Right? In us, there's a little less of, uh, of, of, of me, right? And I'm, I'm, give, I'm buying into something greater. But there's a potential of, of, of something much greater. I can experience myself in ways that I've never could experience myself when I was single, when I'm all by myself. All by myself, I have my thoughts, and I sometimes ponder on if my thoughts are right or no, right? Um, 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 the, you know, the famous joke goes is, is if a man's alone in the forest and he has an idea, is he still wrong, right? If his wife's not with him, is he still wrong? And the answer is, of course, why is he alone in the forest? Right? He's a breast lover, fine, said it. But you know, a man's alone in the forest and there's no wife to tell him he's wrong, he's still wrong. Right? So, and, and, and that potential world that exists because, um, tell Gil once your knife. Um, that's why, that's why, uh, um, 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 he's a Cohen. I love how you saw that. Gil, just, we're learning. So the idea is, the idea is, you see, you're still wrong. Gil, you're still wrong. You can be single and you're still wrong. That's, it's, it's, a big, it's a big philosophical question if single people are ever wrong, right? Because uh, you can never be wrong if you don't have the potential of being right. And if you're single, you never have the potential of being right. Um, Nail, who's married, he's always wrong, but he at least has a potential of being right. Probably like three times in his life, he gets to hear that he's right. Do you want um, your mother to tell you that you're wrong? No, because your mothers usually tell you that you're right just because they're your mothers. Okay. Right? Like, you know. I, um, Tough. Back to this. Uh, yeah, it's the same joke about the the, the priest that is that uh, the, the rabbi that his son becomes Christian. So he goes, Ah, oh, Shem, help me. My son became Christian. Hashem goes, oh, happened to me too, buddy. Just keep going. <laughs> Tough. So, uh, so, so the idea is the idea is is, is that um, for Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants a world of relationship. He doesn't want a world of, of robotic. He doesn't want a world where we just react to things because this is our natural reaction, because it's our chemical reaction, because our our brain has built. You know, today's secular world, the world of, of the Sitra Achra, the world of the Sith. Ra'achra is the world of determinism. Right, everything's determined. You don't have choice. You're just reacting to the right, and and that's why in the Torah that our our biggest biggest thing and we go through tremendous length to talk about free will like no there is no determinism you always have the freedom of choice because Baruch Hu doesn't want a world where there's no choice because if you're not choosing if you don't have a choice to make then what's the point right because Baruch Hu says I have already a million angels that are programmed to react to anything I do right they, I don't even have to say I just think and they react but I want a world of love and a world of love is where there's a choice to buy in and be together and that's why because Baruch Hu created a world and yes it's going to have to wait for 12.1 and a half billion years until there's even a planet Earth. And then it's going to wait another 500 million years until there's even the right state
for life to form. And it's going to take another four and a half million years until there's even animals that are walking the planet. Right? And it's going to take a long time until there's a, a, a creator, a creator that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is ready, a creature that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is ready to to breathe into him a soul, a consciousness that is ready to do the avoda, right? Le'ovda'u le'shomra, as we saw, is, is to do this, this avoda. This is the avoda, prayer. Le'ovda'u le'shomra is tefillah. Is tefillah. But not from the place of the shallow place of like, I need this. From a broad, expansive consciousness place of, this is what the universe needs. Right? It's not about me. Right? I think Avram was waiting for Sodom to be like, oh, thank you so much for saving us. Right? When he goes and he saves Lod, and they're like, oh, please, like, you know, take this. And Avram's like, no, no. Don't want anything. That's not why I'm here. I'm here to benefit myself. I don't know. Something's right. I do it. Okay? Okay, tell. So, for this reason, God does not make man. He only declares he will make man. He never actually does. In all other creations, God declares either it shall be or let it be produced. And then either he or the earth make it. Flips this way, by the way. Keep going. With man, God declares the intention to make and then creates using a verb which means made to stand apart and outside, reflecting man's independence of spirit and creative power. God does not make man. Man will be left to make himself, to to find his personal path, to discover his own self, self. In this, God empowers him to define and work out his identity. In this, he becomes more alive than any other creature, in the language of Rashi. He becomes unique in creation, a being whose life is his own, independent enough to love. Great. So, Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't create man. Right? Yeah, that's, that's in, that's in, 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 uh... He's declaring... No, no, he just says, he just says, right, he just says, let the, let, let, right, we will make men. Not say Adam. Mm-hmm. Not say Adam. Right? Like, it will be. Because um, man's job is to, is to evolve in his consciousness. Is to come to this place where therefore he has, right, Rashi says, um, it also says about animals, Vayitzar Elohim, but for man it says, Vayitzar with Shteyudim. Ma chayot gamhem nefesh chaya. Uh, but this chayasha belkulam shenit vasef po davidibur, man is a lot more alive. It's a lot more alive. Right? I mean, these leaves are alive. Are we the same alive? Well, on a biological level, we have cells. They have cells. They decay. We decay. Same thing. Right? Yeah. But if you're looking at it more expansive of like what is life, well, there's no question that this life is a lot greater than the life of of, of, of vegetation or animal life, right? Or the lifespan of your iPhone battery. So, the, the, what we're seeing right now is that man has to emerge and really all of what Malchus is is, 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 is the midah of emergence, right? Malchus from the word lehamlich to bring things together, right? In order for them to react to each other. Malchus is always a mirror, right? That mirrors um, um, what, what exists, right? The moon is called the Malchus. She mirrors the sun, right? Um, and yet, as we talked about siyah hasadeh, Right? That a man is is terem terem kol siach Right? It's the world of terem. There is no siach and siach lishot lasuach means to emerge. Right? So siach is vegetation that emerges out of the ground, and no, with a sin. Right? 
And sicha is conversation, which is emerging of, of ideas, right? If I'm communicating with something to you, it's not a sicha. That's not an emergence. I'm saying like a Tuesday. Oh, well, that was a conversation, right? No, no, sicha is where, where there's an emergence. I'm saying, well, well, what do you think? And you tell me, and then I say, okay, I take that in. And then what do I think? And it's emerging out of responding to what you said. That's a conversation. And sicha is to swim, which is, again, to emerge from the water. You go and you go in and you emerge out, right? Um, if you don't emerge out, that's bad. That's tviya. Okay, so sechia is an emergence and we see that this is the, the world that Kadesh Baruch Hu wants is that we are implanted in the DNA of the world to emerge out of, to be the conscious of, consciousness of and the mouth of. So our job is to be the mouth, is to experience the good, experience the good of the world, the potential and express it. That's our job. That's our job. Right? To look at a situation and say, well, it would be really good if uh, coronavirus would stop. Um, just in time for the world to realize that a little tiny virus can push the next iPhone off by three months. And worse, even maybe matzahs for Pesach might go up by 20 cents. Although it's fine, Costco already has them out. It's fine, they bought them like 10 years ago. They're still good. Okay, fine. To his lovers... Does anybody besides Tal, who's doing a great job, want to read a little bit? Three, two, one. Tal, put the popcorn down. There's more. I know the guy <coughs> who makes the popcorn. I can, okay, go for it. To his lovers. Love is only between true, true partners whose reality is full, whose existence is owned, for love is the binding of two in adoration, communion, and a space for common creativity. Love is the passion of a profan- profoundly shared life, which is only possible when both partners are real and yet able to stand apart and commune with each other. Independence could lead, lead to contest or community, <coughs> to jealousy or love. In sharing existence, God makes love possible, but also rebellion. It is love he seeks, for only in love will man become fully alive and existence truly shared. Man in rebellion is like a floating particle disconnected from the all, detached from his source, a speck of life to be extinguished with its personal demise. But man in love with the divine is God's sharer of life and partner in existence. And so it is specifically to his lovers that God seeks to bequeath existence, to whom God can give existence. Right. So, so, so again, because the word love in English is, has been destroyed and ruined and turned into um, um, anything from pushing um, um, agendas of, of, of some religions to, to uh, making uh, money in Hollywood and destroying people's lives, Love is usually used um, um, negatively, so much so that the Chafetz Chaim, the Chazanish, once said, what they call love, we call a love. Right? A love in the Torah is a lotase. Right? Isr So what they call love, we call love. Um, we're talking about ahava. We're talking about a relationship. Right? So the Tikkun Zohar says beautifully that on the Pasuk, Yishakeni minishkot piyu, kitovim dodecha miyayim, he says, why is the kiss? Kiss of the mouth. Shouldn't the kiss be a kiss of the lips? Right? Why is it Nishaken Mishkot Piyu? Should be Nishaken Mishkot Sifatav. So it says the, the Tikkun Ezar. You learned this on Lag Bomer last year. Gil, were you here for Lag Bomer last year? It's big stuff. So we had Lag Bomer here. It was, uh, we did it. It was graduation. Graduation. Lag Bomer. Um, Rashbi, Rashbi says in Tikkun Ezar. So Rashbi says in the Tikkun Ezar, there's a four-letter name. And he says, Ha'echad, one, exhales air to the other person. And the second person receives it, takes in that air, and then exhales air back. Okay? 
So there's a relationship of a giver and a taker. A giver, a receiver, and a reciprocator. So one is giving air. The receiver is receiving that air and then reciprocating it. And he says in that name is a letter, is a name, Ahava. Aleph, one, exhales air. Hey. The bet, the reciprocate, the receiver, he receives that air and then reciprocates it. Hey. He says that's the letter Ahava. And when you kiss, that's what happens. The airs mix. Ahava. And he says, Hashem Yurke Vavke. Where Yud, the primordial existence, the origin of everything, exhales air into creation. And the Vav, we, the receiver, receive that air and reciprocate it back. Yudke Vavke. Aleph He Bet And it's not by chance, right? Yud is 10, Aleph is 1, right? Yud is just a, Aleph is a small of Yud, right? And the Bet, the Bet is, is Vav, is Vet, right? Bet and Vet are interchangeable, right? So the Bet is, becomes a Vav. So it's not like this is a far-fetched idea. So the name, the Ahava that we're talking about here is a world of reciprocation, the world of giving. There's no love if it's one-sided. There's no love if it's forced down your throat. It's only love when one exhales and the other receives and reciprocates. And that's also a Sikha, conversation. In-breath, out-breath. Share idea, you take it in, share idea. Right? A lot of times your girlfriend will say, you, you hear what I'm saying, but you're not listening. Like, how did you know? I could hear in your response. You didn't hear what I said. Right? right? So I'm, like, I'm sure it happens to everybody once in your life where you say something, somebody goes, well, that shows you really didn't listen to anything I had to say. And you're like, that's awkward. I thought I heard you. Well, you didn't. Let me repeat myself. Okay? Or like a lot of times, he's like, oh, let me reflect what I heard. Right? Okay, this is what I heard you say. I heard you say. Right? And that's the reciprocation. That's it. Ahava. I'm taking it in. And then, Yofi. <coughs> so. So we're talking about a world of love, a world of ahavag, a world where Kaddish Baruch Hu gives to his lovers because without love, there is no relationship. The world still, science still can't explain why particles all of a sudden decide to interact together and become a cell that is alive. But as long as they're not interacting, it's dead. And that's what death is. Death is when the cell just stops interacting. So you have just all these corks and knobs together and all of a sudden they decide to just relate to each other. Then boom, you have life. A cell is created. And this is who Kadosh Baruch gives Lanchilo Avav Yesh, right? Kadosh Baruch Lanchilo Avav Yesh. I give to my lovers Yesh. I give them existence. I give them a world, right? Tira Kadosh Baruch Lanchilo Kol Tzadik V'Tzadik Shlosh Mod V'Eser Olamot Shenimar Lanchilo Avav Yesh. I give my Avav Yesh. I give them. Shlosh Mod V'Eser from the word Yesh. Right? Yesh is his existence. Ain is nothing, nothingness, and Yesh is substance. God gives his lovers substance because if there's no love, there is no substance. Without love, there's no substance. And without love, there's no substance, but there is substance abuse. Just putting it out there. Right? Substance abuse is never a relationship of love. Right? We talk about love. You don't love the drug. You love what it does for you. And there's no, there's no love there. Yeah. We're talking about love. We're just talking about Ava. We're also talking about Yira. Talking about Ava. Yira, it means what? I mean, seeing. What does it mean? Right. Seeing. I mean, it means a few things. It means seeing. Uh, a deeper love. No, all those are parts of seeing, right? If I, if I see you, if I, you're in the room, I'm just not going to do certain things because I see you. Now, if I see you for who you really are, then my motivation is not not doing things because I don't want you to react but because I'm embarrassed, right? You're going to call that off. Where you started was talking about you're a pacha, not you're ava. There's a difference. 
Yeah. Okay, so there's, first of all, good. You, 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 you're, you can bring all these terminologies in here, but that's not the idea. The idea is that there is definitely a connection of a point where, where Yira and Ava come together. Ava, obviously, Ava um, 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 is, is brought forth through Yira, right? Obviously, the first time Ava appears in the Torah is when Yitzchak appears in the Torah, right? Yitzchak and, and Ava come together. Ava is created through boundaries. But I'm not talking about Yira, um, um, the relationship, because Yira, the relationship, is the relationship of, of, of Elohim, right? And yes, Perak Bet is all about Havaya Elohim, but right now we're talking about the Havaya aspect, right? The Havaya aspect of, of, of the Yud Kei which is the Aleph Bet, Hei Bet, right? The Yud Hei, the Vav Hei, the reciprocation of the Hei's, right? The Behi uh, Baream, as we saw, Behi Braam, God created the world in a Hei. God let the world evolve. Behi Baream is the world created itself. Right, the hifil of the hibaream is the God did not create the world; the world created itself. Okay, okay. Let's keep going. A world dependent upon fire, in which man's action without asking of God does not succeed, and in which God cannot act without man's entreaty, empowers man to be a real partner with God. When he joins with God in this mutual project of creation as an act of love, he fulfills his destiny and God's desire. Prayer is his greatest tool. In its practice, he lives his life to its fullest, a partner in creation, a fully existing lover of God. When he speaks, it is the earth speaking its voice. And when he prays as the expression of the universe, the master of the universe listens. With man's creation, the earth is now awake to its needs and able to communicate them to its creator, seeking a loving interaction with it make its maker. The realm of loving communication in which man and God meet is called kavana. Defined as being in the presence of the Shekhinah. Right? So, when a person, uh, right, in, 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 its, in its practice, he lives life in its fullest. When a person is constantly in tefillah, he's living life for his fullest. And so that's why David, who says, Ve'anit tefillah, is also David Melech Yisrael Chai Right? David doesn't die because he just transforms himself into tefillah. He so much becomes tefillah, Ve'anit tefillah, that he has no existence. He is just becomes tefillah. Right? That's why Rabbi Nachman says, Rabbi Na- David HaMelech exists in the Sefer Tehillim. He is Tehillim. He is Tehillim. Right? That's it. When you become Tefillah, then you live life in the fullest. You're no longer taking up space. You're no longer different than creation. You, you, you totally rid, strip yourself of this limited perfection, perception that you have of yourself, and you see yourself one with the world. Right? It's only Yaakov who could totally sees himself one with the world, where he puts his head down, and all of creation comes to sleep under his head that can say to his brother Esau, Yeshli ko, I have all. Can you say, I have all, unless you feel that you're part of all. If you say, I have all, that's the most egotistical thing. Unless you don't mean that you have all as if it's yours and not anybody else's. You're so part with, one with everything, that of course you have all, because you are all. Because you're not limited to your perception. That's why I say Yaakov, Yaakov never dies. Yaakov in Lomet, Yaakov never dies. Because he's also all. Okay? So when you die, conservation of energy, energy is just going to continue going. Now, if you're, if you're so limited to your perception as, a, as who you are, then yeah, then you'll die because that dies. But if you're so able to see yourself as, 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 as this energy force in the world, then you just continue wherever you go further. So, keep going. Kavana. Kavana. Orienting the heart towards Shekhinah. Any prayer that lacks Kavana is not <coughs> prayer. What is Kavana? To sit... To sit some until the heart clears of thoughts and one sees oneself as standing before the Shekhinah. Rambam, Laws of Prayer 416. Whose Shekhinah is? Shlomo made a beautiful bed from cedars of Lebanon. Its posts were silver, its upholstery gold, and it was filled with love. Shira Shirin. Okay, just go, go. Shlomo is God, the one who created the universe for peace, unifying opposites. 
The bed is his world, its silver pillars, the sparkling heavens. Other page. <coughs> the upholstery, the grounds, and filled with love, Adam and Chava. Others say filled with love, that is the Shrina, as it says, love your God. Okay, so also just to, to clarify, the Gemara says, Kol Shlomo B'Shir Hashirim is a Kaddish Baruch Hu, except when it says, Mitato Shili Shlomo, Shishim Giburim Savivla. Right, so when it says, Shir Hashirim Hashirim Shlomo, it's a song, Shlomo there means, Melech Shashalom Shalom, the God of Shalom. Right, not Shlomo, the lowercase Shlomo, the embodiment of Shalom, rather uh, uppercase Shlomo, the, the, the king of Shalom. Okay, so let's just, uh, let's, now we're going to clarify those Pesukim from Shir Hashirim. Okay, and we're going to finish this chapter. Thank you. Go. Keep going. Yeah. Shechina is not just another name for God, but is the love between man and the divine. She is a feminine presence, reflecting personal connection and warmth, as opposed to masculinity, which describes a more distant, objective stance. Women, woman, born of the first human being's search for a partner appropriate to relationship who would redeem him from his aloneness, is the human expression of Shechina who provides the possibility for relationship itself. The feminine devotion to communication, connection, and bonding expresses the nature of Shechina. She is the divine that exists solely by virtue of communion, appearing when a man and woman love, speaking from between the kruvim, revealed by the joinder of two. She is not the god of absolute truth, but of emergent realizations of shared processes, not he who gives by fiat, 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 but rather the one who manifests by mixing will with will. There's a lowercase and capital there. To creative forces in their subjectivity, co-create a reality built of two creative forces in their subjectivity, co-create a reality built of the loving mixture, mixing of their visions, so that, so to speak. She be impregnated by our requests and births a child outcome that is of we too. Okay, so the, the Shechina is the aspect um, that, that allows for relationship. Right now, it's very important to know, and we explored this in Roots of Love, that when Akash Baruch says, It's not good for a man to be alone. Let's make a, a woman to be his counterpart. Um, it doesn't mean that he was alone because he was by himself. Right? As Gerashi says, that there's only one God up, up in heaven, and there's man, and he's God down here. And God said, then he'll be all alone, he'll be no drive to grow. Right? Because once people declare you God, you have no need to grow. So if all of vegetation that he prayed for and was created based on his prayer sees him as God, right? Then he has nowhere to grow, he has no need to grow. Right? But if everybody thinks he's God, and then his wife's like, I can't believe I told you to take out the trash. You didn't take out the trash. Then they see he's not God. He's not God. You know? So he can be the greatest at the end of the day. And it's still, you know, you can be the president of the United States. Your wife still thinks you're wrong. Right? It doesn't really matter. It's a uh, So it's the, the ability to have a relationship, the ability to realize that I have, I, I need to, I, I, I have more of a journey to go. There's more closeness. There's more relationship to have there. That rea- reality exists through through the feminine, through the through the shechina, the shechina is what allows for rachamim, the, the pregnant the pregnant state where there's something that we create together, right? And our tefillah is a relationship with the shechina, right? It's a place where we come from from a place of trying to relate to. So when Chazal say the Rambam says that a tefillah without kavana is not a tefillah, right? Tefillah without kavana is a tefillah without a shechina, 
right? Without a really a relation, a reality, a desire for a relationship. If I'm asking God for a million dollars, so I don't need him anymore, that's not the point, right? So the Gemara says that this famous analogy that the king had two sons, one he liked, one he didn't like. So the one he didn't like, he gave him a million dollars and said, "Come back next year when you run out of money." And the son he liked, he gave him ten dollars and said, "Come tomorrow, I'll give you more." Right? So if 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 because you, you want to constantly see relationship, you want to have that relationship. So you constantly have to uh, work on things, right? Uh, you know, if, uh, if if I was perfect, then my wife would feel there's no investing in me anymore, and she'd just get rid of me and get somebody imperfect. So I go out of my way. I don't have to go out of my way, believe me, to be unperfect. <laughs> and then there's a there's a constant um, um, relationship and build there. So the, what what we're seeing here is that the avoda of of tefillah is not only an avoda of of our essence, but our whole existence, a tefillah and macro. Right, uh, my will with my with my real will, right? My lowercase will right now, is, which is you know I'm exhausted, I'm tired, and I want coffee. To my upper will of like, you know, kovei Hashem yachalifu koach yelchu below yafu, right? A person who's really connected to Kadosh Baruch Hu never tires because tiring is just a, a reality of world of decay. It's the world of, of das, the world of death, the world of tovarah. We have to choose from something to something, and it's so burdening to choose. While if I'm the tree of life in the world of Chaim, there is no fatigue, there is no tiring out, there is no uh, decay. Everything is just life, life on its on its on its on its primordial level that's never ending. So tefillah with kavanah is a tefillah where, uh, as my Rebbe Rufrimon used to always say. Kavana in Hebrew means a scope for the weapon, right? Tefillah b'kavana is, is, is a targeted one. I know exactly why I'm here. That's it. Some of us, we always like dive, standing in tefillah, and then somewhere during tefillah, we're like, wait, why am I here? And I'm like, tell Shir Shayom, and I don't even know which day it is. And then also like, oh, wow, it's Rosh Chodesh. What do I do? Right? I'm, I'm not targeted. I don't know why I'm here. The Hasidim Rishonim Shayushim Shachadim Natfila. They would sit for a whole hour meditating, being like, this is why I'm here. Right? Like, I know exactly why I'm here. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get, uh, I'm, I'm distracted, right? The Baal Shem Tov says, famous story that uh, there's a, his, his son got lost in battle and there were rumors that his son's coming back. And he, he said, okay, I haven't seen him for so many years, how am I going to know it's him? Any person is going to say he's him, he's him. So he put out a note saying, son, I'm ready for you to come home. I have a big treasure for you, right? And all the kids, uh, and he put, uh, every room had like treasures and all the fake princes, people who were imposters came, saw the treasure, took it and left. And only the, ki- the king's actual son went all the way through all the rooms with all the treasures saying, I don't want the treasure, I want my dad. And he walked all the way to the king and said, Dad, it's me. I don't, need tre- I don't want treasure. And, right? So that's, that, that's how it is. There are so many impostors that are saying to God, well, I, I am your true son. And God, says, you know, God puts out all these uh, things out there, all these gifts, right? all these rewards. You come to, you come to God and you'll have salvation. God, take salvation and leave. Good, good. You're not my real son. Right? You'll have prosperity. Take prosperity and leave. Right? Get married, you'll have shalom bais. Take shalom bais and leave. I really want to go to Shabbat Khan. I don't want anything that, is, that it can, I can actually be substantial in this world. I want the actual substance, which is because there's Baruch in relationship with him. So let's finish this chapter. In prayer, we share with God desire to birth an ever more perfected creation. We continue Adam's work of the earth and his prayer as an act of love in the mutual passion of God and man to share life. A meeting of man with the divine, <coughs> a meeting of man with the divine, which is being with the sh- with Shechina. With the above background, we are now ready to understand the Siddur. Yofi. So um, um, let's just look at the, the 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 number nine source for a second. Tali, you want to mm-hmm. give it to us? Source one is required to face the place of the Kiruvim. Quote Rambam or Talmud in prayer. The Kruvim is the Holy of Holies, itself located in the spot from which creation began. Teach the purpose of creation, love. <coughs> According to the Talmud, when Yisrael is aligned with God, 
The Kruvim embrace and are shown to Am Yisrael when they come to the temple. The doors to the Holy of Holies would be opened and the people told, See your preciousness before God. Yoma 21b. Incredibly, instead of one above the other, two cherubs of equal height share the embrace. Right, so first of all, there's a famous Gemara that, uh, that when the Romans came to the temple, they saw the Kruvim were, were, were intimate with each other. And they brought it out throughout the street saying, this is what the, the, the Jews God wants, just uh, sexuality. This is disgusting, right? Um, but in a way, that's always a relationship, right? And it's brought down the Zohar that why was God so upset that they did the eagle? Because the eagle is only one. If they would have met two, it would have been a different story, right? The, the Zohar says, God says, you, take, you, you, want, you want eagle, you missed the whole point. You have Kruv, right? He says, Lot Pesel Pesel Masecha, Pesel Lot Psalim Taselecha, right? Kruv. Like, what? What's going on? Because right? one, there's, there's lacking relationship. Right? It's, it, it, by, by, by default, that's why they made it an eagle. A little calf that needs me, needs me to take care of it, and we're going to take care of you. Because right? I want to be superior to my God. It's very easy to make, create a God that then needs you. Because then you don't need it. Right? So they made an eagle. It's like cute, poochy moochy, cute little, it's the little, little dance. I'll do a little circle. Little, little baby. Right? Know, everybody loves a little baby. Right? Yeah, they don't do anything except the parents. They have to like take care of him and nurture him and always constantly take care of it. Right? But in a, in a deep way, the, the idea of the, the kruvim, which is the, the constantly the, the, the tension, right? The the engaged. They're constantly engaged. the engagement, and it's why Adam when he, when Adam when Kadosh kicks Adam and Chava out of Gan Eden, he puts their the, the two kruvim and the la tachereva mitapachat. Right? That's a, to guard guard the entrance so they don't come in. Right? He puts the kruvim there. That's that's the kruvim. The kruvim are these these angels of of relationship. They, they symbolize relationship. And if there's no relationship, when Adam and Chava don't have a relationship because he blames her, she blames the snake, nobody's doing anything, there is no accountability, then God's like, get out of here. I didn't create a world for people to blame each other. There's no need for that. I created a world for a relationship. And if you guys don't have a relationship, I'm going to throw you out and I'm going to put the crew in here to make sure. And it's only when we build the Bismillah that we're able to come back to that place of relationship where the Kohanim uh, are not superior, but as Rav Kuk would sign his letters, Evid Le'am Kadosh, a, a, servant, a servant to a holy nation. Right? We Jews don't see ourselves superior to the people. We're here to serve them. We're here to serve. And there's a relationship. But once you lose that, and you lose that. And if tefillah is all about how many, you know, your control and what you're going to get out of it and, and how you're going to convince God, then that's not prayer at all, Rav Cook says. It's not prayer at all. How shallow are the people who think that tefillah is just me convincing God of what I need. Tefillah is about a relationship, about a love. Right? Shabizoch.